Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Creekwood is growing and we are so excited about the Future West Campus. If you're interested in learning more about the building project, visit creekwoodchurch.com beyond or click the Beyond button on the Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires and encourages your faith. Well, today we are beginning a brand new series and if you want to grab your Bible and head towards Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter 17 is where we're going to be at, and we're going to read verses 1 through 5 in just a few moments. The series that we're starting today is called Don't Take the Bait. Let's say that together. Don't take the bait. In fact, why don't you turn to your neighbor that's kind of half asleep today. Um, Why don't you, with an attitude, just tell them, don't take the bait. You know, this series that we are starting today, we're going to tackle some topics that at times it may get a little tense, and I want you to just, I want to encourage you to relax, and we're going to look at some of the areas that the enemy uses to trap us. He uses bait. Whether you realize it or not, the enemy is a master at using bait to trap us in our life. And if you think about in your life, one of the most powerful baits that the enemy uses in all of our lives is called offense. And I think we can all agree that we live in a world and in a culture that people are more offended than they ever have been. Like everywhere you turn, people are offended. And we're going to talk about that because I believe it is one of the baits that the enemy uses in our lives. This series is really going to be us really unpacking and looking at what does it look like for us to be offended, but not live in that offense, not take the bait and not allow that bait to destroy our lives. I want you to think about maybe for just a few moments, for some of you, maybe it's going to be instant, but how many of you know somebody that is easily offended? Raise your hand. Some of y'all raise your hand before I even said raise your hand. (laughs) You know, the people that you're raising your hand about, they're probably offended that you're raising your hand right now. (laughs) We get offended so easily and um, I... I think this this series is right on for what we're walking through in in our world, in our culture. And I think we've become a a, a world and a culture that is everybody seems so easily offended. And and it's really sad because you see families divided. You see friendships destroyed. You see individuals that, that get offended and like, you're like, what happened? And the Bible has a lot to talk about this, and I want to read a scripture in Luke chapter 17, and if you're taking notes today, um, one of the things that I want you to understand is um, we are going to have a lot of opportunities to be offended. We're going to have a lot of opportunities to be offended And of all the ways that Satan can destroy you, the trap of offense may be the most hidden weapon of all. 
And Jesus had a lot to say about offense. In fact, I'm really grateful that he talked a lot about it. It is one of the emotions that we have that we don't like to talk a lot about. We, we deal with it, but we don't talk a lot about it. And in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, let me read this to you. And I'm going to kind of read a little bit and stop and read a little bit and stop and really unpack this today. And what I, I know when I, when I start telling you what we're talking about, sometimes I've, I've experienced as a speaker... Um, When I say the topic, you guys kind of shut down and get tense. And I know when I say we're talking about being offended, some of you are already offended that we're talking about being offended. (laughs) And you're kind of like shutting down on me. And I want you to just kind of relax like we're hanging out at Starbucks this morning. And you're ordering one of those latte drinks that like I don't ever know what to order. Like Pastor Brad knows all the fancy bougie names of all this stuff. (laughs) I usually always say, because I always, all I know is I want some coffee. And I, like, I always forget what, what follow, like if you want the latte, low fat, like no cream, what, I don't know, there's all this stuff. It's complicated. And I usually just go, hey, hey, Brad, what are you ordering? Order me the same thing. So play like we're hanging out at Starbucks today. And we're just talking about what does it look like in our lives? And, and like, am, am I letting offenses destroy me? And we're just kind of hanging out over there in a corner and we're talking about it. And, and you're like, you know what, man, I'm really realizing and recognizing that, that I get offended really easy. What's that about? What's going on? Nobody's ever really talked to me about what do I do when I get offended? And we all learn really like healthy ways to react, respond, right? Our families have taught us really well. <laughs> you know, some of us, you know, you, you were really taught really well by your parents. You know, when you get offended, you just scream and yell and, and you let it all out. And you go tell everybody, bleep, bleep, bleep. You know, I'll never talk to you again. And I hate y'all and blah, blah, blah. And, blah, and, and that, you got offended. Some of you are masters like at being passive aggressive. You just shut the world out. Some of you, like, it's, you're offended and, like, nobody knows it. And you've been taught to maybe be a stuffer. And so we're just hanging out at Starbucks today, so let's hang out. Jesus is talking to the disciples, which I think is a big deal. He says, then he said to the disciples. So if he's talking to the disciples, um, this is a big deal because these are some of the last words that Jesus spoke when he was speaking to the disciples. What is he doing? He's prepping them to get ready to go change the world. And he says this, He says, then he said to the disciples, it is impossible, everybody say impossible, Impossible. that no offenses should come. Now, I know some of you are like, Pastor, I came for a a positive word today, and that's not real positive. Jesus says to his disciples, and he's getting them ready to go change the world, and he says to them, hey, hey. I want you to lean into me and I want you to listen to me 
he says, it's impossible that no offense should come. In other words, it's impossible for you not to get offended. You will be offended. But woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck, millstone were hung around his neck, and, and he were thrown into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Faith and duty. And the apostle said to the and the apostles said to the Lord, and I, said, I love this. It says, increase, they said to the Lord, increase our faith. Jesus says to the disciples, you're going to get offended. And you need to deal, you need to, to understand that it is a part of life. Welcome to the human race. You will be offended. And what they, their response to Jesus is, would you give us faith? In other words, like, this is going to be tough to deal with because we're going to get offended and to, to overlook offenses, it's going to take a lot of faith. You know, one of the most powerful things about you is that you are so unique. You've been created in, in a, a unique way. There's no other person like you. Your, your fingerprints are, are unique. You are a unique creation of God. God created you, and, and part of what he did when he created you is that he gave you feelings. And your feelings are powerful. They are a powerful part of your life. Your feelings are what allows you to be protective, to, to have empathy, to, um, to be loved, to be nurtured. They are also, your feelings are the side of you that that allows you to be hurt. Your feelings uh, allow you to be disappointed, to be rejected. And you know, you can't see a feeling. But your feelings are important, an important part of your life. And what Jesus is teaching the disciples is that you cannot be led by your feelings if you're gonna change the world. He's telling them that if you're going to do the mission that I'm calling you to do and you are going to live the unique life that I have created you and listen to me, I'm getting a little excited. I know we're at Starbucks. You may not think this and you may have forgotten this, but God has a purpose for your life and God's created you in a unique way. And one of the greatest traps, the, the, the greatest baits that the enemy uses to sabotage your purpose and your mission in your life is offense. And this is why Jesus starts off when he's telling the disciples, he's saying, don't take the bait. Your calling is, is way, way bigger than this offense. Your purpose in life is much larger. And you can think about in your life 
the offenses. Maybe you got offended in church. Maybe you got offended by a friend. Maybe you got offended here or there. And you took the bait and it has affected every area of your life. Again, it is so easy to be offended. And I love this because Jesus is basically, what he's saying is that Jesus does not want to raise up a group of disciples who think victory is managing how people think and feel about them. Let me say that again, that what Jesus is doing, talking about offense, and he's just laying it out and he's saying, look, you're going to be offended. I sometimes think that what we ought to tell every new believer is no uh, you know, we, we love to tell people, man, you just gave your heart to Jesus. Jesus loves you and, and everything's going to be great and just wait to see how he blesses you. We ought to say, man, you, Jesus loves you. You gave your heart to God and, and he wants to work in your life, but you're going to get offended every time you turn around. You're going to get offended every time you go to church. You're going to get offended every time you serve. You're going to get offended every time you join a life group. Every time you try to make a difference in anybody's life, you are going to be offended. So you need to move beyond making the greatest goal of your life, trying to get everybody to like you. See, we want people to like us and we want people, we, we want to manage how they think and feel. And, and when they don't do what we say or do, want them to do, we get offended. Some of you think that the greatest victory of your life is changing people's mind. And what happens is you are, are distracted by the offenses in your life. So again, um, offenses are going to come. Uh, I mean, I was thinking about this and, and how easy that, that it's so true what Jesus is saying that, that we get offended at like at every time. Like even if you say I'm not easily offended, something happens. You're, you're bound to be offended. And when you give in to that, that offense in your life, what happens is that, see, offense is an event. But being offended is a decision. And what 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 oftentimes happens is that the enemy is so sneaky. And I was thinking about a lot of the, the um, baits and, and cages. And we, we in, our, in our culture, have been really creative in how we, we um, uh, make traps or, or we're trying to trap something. We got some pictures here of some different ones um, that's a bear trap. I, I, was look, I was like, man, I wish I had a bear trap, but I don't know anybody that's got a bear trap in Mansfield. Uh, but uh, like I wanted, wouldn't it be cool to show up here on stage with a bear trap? But I was trying to be creative. Um, but we're really, cre we are really creative at, at trapping things. Do you know that Satan is really creative at trapping you? And he's really creative in how, he, how you get offended and how he uses offense. The Bible tells us in Genesis 3, 1, that Satan is more crafty and clever. And he, he is crafty and clever, and he knows how to get us. I, I was thinking about just some examples, and, and like, um, you know, singles, you know, you're dating somebody, and you really like them, and then all of a sudden they ghost you. 
They never text you and you get offended, right? Or you're single and somebody well-meaning comes up to you and, and they say, man, why don't you date? Why can't you get a dating? Why aren't you dating? And like, don't you want to just say something? You know, because they're, they're offending you. Men, you know, this is probably, you know, and I'm just going to be real here. Uh, um, like we're just sitting around at, at Starbucks talking. But this is, men, this has probably happened. If you're married, this has probably happened to you. You're laying next to your wife late at night. And, and you're, you're just, y'all are just laying there talking a little bit. And you look, look at her with it, that look that you know what I'm talking about. And, and you're like, baby, you're so fine. And, and, and she looks back at you and she says, you know, I'm really tired tonight. And you get offended. Now, I've got a solution for that. Some of y'all need some pillows like this one. Uh, You need some pillows like that. But um, ladies, you know, has, has he ever promised to do something and, and you've told him, asked him, asked him to do this and, and, and he doesn't do it? Like there's a project around the house or whatever and you've asked him to do it over and over and, and they don't care or at least they act like they don't care and, and it, it's offensive. And so I, I'm just... I'm throwing that out there to you today because I believe that a lot of us need to be reminded that offense is a part of life, and you're going to have a lot of opportunities to be offended. And Jesus is teaching his disciples that he says that um, you're going to get offended. And how you manage the offenses in your life is going to determine how great your life is going to be. And if you can learn to have thick, a thick skin, and have the the awareness that you're going to be offended, but you are like, my calling is too great, my purpose is is too big. God's doing something in my life, and I'm offended, but I'm not going to take the bait. I'm not going to live in offense. What decision have you made at one point or another in your life, whether you realized it or not, because somebody maybe caught you on a bad day and they offended you and you said, I'll never do that. I'm not going to serve. I couldn't tell you how many people I've met that through the years have gotten, they don't like to admit it, but they've gotten offended somewhere. And it's why they won't lead a life group, why they won't even go to a life group sometimes. Well, I got close to these people and, and I got, like, got hurt. And I'm like, welcome to the, the world. It's part of life. And you can love somebody big time and care about somebody big time and you're still going to find a way it, they're going to be offended. So he's just telling, telling the disciples, and I think we need to, to hear this, is that that. We should not make the greatest achievement of our life trying to get everybody to like us and trying to get them to, to do everything perfect in our life. They're, they're human beings. They're, they have faults. You're going to be offended. What does that mean? 
It means, number two, avoiding an offense is, in, is impossible, but living offended, uh, living offended is a choice. It's a choice that you make to live offended. You look at the last part of the verse that I read to you a few moments ago, and it says that, that the last part of that, ver- that first verse, it's, it's really powerful because it says, it would be better for him if a milestone, millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he should offend one of these little ones. So what does that mean? You don't have to fight back. You, um, I don't have to fill my heart with anger. I, I don't have to, to, to have revenge or try to scheme. God says he's going to take care of people that go around trying to offend people on purpose. So it's not, I need to remind myself that it is a choice that I make, that I'm not going to take the bait, that the battle belongs to the Lord, that yes, I'm offended, but I'm not taking the bait because this is a choice that I make, that I'm not going to live offended. There's another scripture real quick that I want to show you in Matthew chapter 10, verse 11, that, that I think is so, it so illustrates what we're talking about here because Jesus was continually again trying to get the disciples to move beyond being so petty and being so shocked that he said, he's telling them, look, if if I got offended, if people didn't like me and people did things to me, it's going to happen to you. You need to stop being shocked about being offended and you need to move on into your purpose. Can you love people even though they offend you? Can you keep doing what God has called you? Or have you allowed yourself to take the bait and it has become a distraction in your life that you are no longer doing what you're supposed to be doing for the kingdom of God? In Matthew chapter 10, verse 11, um, Jesus is basically telling, again, the disciples that he says, there are going to be some places you're going to go that people are going to love you and they're going to receive you and they're going to, they're going to be like, you guys are awesome. There's going to be other times they're not going to like you. And this is what he says, whatever city or village you enter, ask who in it is worthy. Who will, and I, this is the amplified version. I call it the ladies version because there's a lot of words. Um, <laughs> We're talking at Starbucks, remember? Don't get mad. Uh, don't get offended. There, it's amplified, and so there's a lot of words. Uh, whatever city or village you enter, ask who in it is worthy, who welcomes you and your message, and stay at his house until you leave that city. As you go into the house, give it your greeting, that is, peace be to this house. If the family living it, in it, the house is worthy, welcoming you and your message, give it your blessing of peace. That is a blessing of well-being and prosperity, the favor of God. But if it is not worthy, take back your blessing of peace. Whoever does not welcome you or listen to your message as you leave that house or city, shake the dust off, shake the dust off it, off your feet. So in other words, he's he's telling them, um, you go somewhere and, and, and you get offended, you need to just shake the dust off. And we don't really understand that, that why would he, he talk about the dust? But historically, um, if you study Jewish history, one of the things that, that, 
they, they believed this, that when they would walk on a Gentile land, that was, and the, the dust and the dirt would get on their sandals, when they would walk back into God's land, they would shake the dust off. And he's alluding to this, and he's basically talking about that, that you need to shake the dust off of all these offenses in your life. That there are going to be people, and you need, what, what you need to be able to do is understand that you don't have to fix every atmosphere that you go into. And you need to shake the dust off and understand that um, there are going to be people, again, that um, um, aren't going to be nice to you. There are going to be people that are going to offend you, and they don't even know that they're offending you. But you need to stop. Again, and I, I put myself in the shoes, and I think we all need to put ourselves in the shoes of the disciples because we're followers of Christ. We represent the Lord. And he's basically telling them, he, he, it's like, stop being upset that everyone doesn't like you. And, and can you have a, a light spirit and, and, and move throughout this world? And, and man, I know like, like politics and everywhere you turn, everybody's got an opinion. And like, you want to get offended, just go get on social media. And everybody's offended, every, offending everybody else, and they're upset, and, and you're getting offended. And, and it's very easy to get bogged down into that world and not understand that what you need to do is shake off the dust of all of that confusion and all that distraction in your life and be able to go, you know what, I will not let what they're doing and how they're treating me and their opinions dictate what God's going to do through me. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 19.11, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. What does is, what is that, that word overlook mean? In the Hebrew, it is a bar. In other words, it means to, to step over the offense. It is, it is when, you, when you overlook an offense, it means to pass over or to step over it. One of the greatest baseball players of all time is Jackie Robinson. We've got a picture of him. But go study how he was treated. People yelled racial slurs at him. Other players were always trying to sabotage him and trying to do all kinds of stuff. If anybody had any reason to say I'm offended and I'm being offended by everybody else, he did. But you watch one of the reasons why he became so great is that he was a person that he stepped over offenses. He continually stepped over and it says it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. We need to all be able to go, you know what, I'm going to abar, I'm going to step over these offenses because I am not going to allow the enemy to bait me. You know, I know what some of you are thinking, you're, you're, you're going, well, Pastor Stephen, for me to step over that or to, to, to pass over that, that sounds kind of weak. It seems kind of weak, Pastor Stephen. But I, I would say that if you understand that Offense is a deadly trap that's designed to destroy your life. Who's the weak one? If you, the weak one is the person that's not aware that this is just a trap. The strong person says, 
this is a trap and I'm not taking the bait. And I'm going to step over this and I know that this is a choice that I have to make to overlook this offense. See, I I, want to kind of end with this illustration. You know, I know some of you that are younger are not going to know what I'm talking about. You're probably going to have to go Google it or, or, or YouTube it. But there used to be these things we call called cameras. <laughs> and you couldn't take a picture if you didn't have a camera. And you had to go get film. Right? You had to go get film And you had to have your camera and you had to buy those two things and you had to like have it with you to capture the moment, capture the picture. And what did you have to do? When you took the pictures, you had to have great faith because you had to go down to the drugstore and you had to drop those rolls off. And you had to have great faith because you had to pay in advance. Y'all remember that? And if you had an apostle kind of faith, you would get doubles because you couldn't see the pictures. Y'all, I know you're going to have to go Google it. Some of you are looking at me like, what is he talking about? There was these little black little rolls that had this film inside of them. And you didn't know if the picture turned out or not. But you had this faith that you went and it took 30 minutes to fill out all the paper and put it in the little thing and, 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 put it together and you dropped it in and you had to wait weeks. And I bet there's some old people here. Hey, I learned something new. Y'all know what OG is? Old guy. One of my former kids in my youth group was texting me, oh, hey, OG. And I was like, what's OG? I was like, that sounds kind of cool. It's like, no, old guy. But Some of the old people here are going to know that what, what happened a lot of times is you, it costs a lot of money to go get those pictures developed. And, and you would be so excited that you'd go get, you try not to have eye contact with the, the, the people that, that were, because you're like, I don't know what kind of picture was in there. It might be somebody, some nasty picture or something. And you're like, whoa, don't look at them in the eyes. And you got the little packet and you ran out to the car and you opened them up. And all the, a lot of old people here know what I'm talking about. You opened them up and you pulled them out. And a lot of times they were like nothing on them. And one of the reasons why is that a speck of dust or something got in the, in the lens and it blocked the camera from capturing that moment. Some of you right now are not capturing the moments in your life because you have, a, you have a speck in the lens of your life and you can't see what God's doing because of the offense in your life. You can't see it. You can't see what God is doing in your marriage because you are holding on. You are butthurt because your spouse did. I said but, sorry. It's 830. <laughs> These are all the mature Christians that got up early. Uh, Don't get offended. Some of y'all are going to walk out here. I'm not going to that church because he said, but. Uh. But you get, a, you get what I'm talking about. It's just, 
it's so easy to, to not capture the moment and see. I know they offended you three weeks ago, but God's healing your marriage, but you can't capture the moment because you took the bait. God's, God, God's healing your spouse. I know they, they like, are not what you thought they were going to be. You, were, you thought you married the most cutest, perfect guy in the world. And like, they're, like he was fine. And you were like telling all your girls, like, come see, he's amazing. And now you're like, oh my gosh, he's awful. And because of the, the, the dust, the, the bait you took of offense, in, and it's blocking your lens from being able to see, God is working in that man. You don't see that man the way God sees him because you are not capturing the moment because offense is blocking it. God's working. This is why, man, we got to, We've got to be so alert and reminded over and over. And I want to end with this challenge today is that we need to be reminded that offenses are going to come. It's a part of life. But man, I, my life, the calling on my life, it is too great. I want, to, I want to listen to what he said to the disciples. But my challenge today is I, I, I want to encourage you to name something you're offended with right now and decide to get over it, to let it go. And I want you to say this prayer with me today and just repeat it after me today. Jesus, I give you everyone and everything. Let's say it again. Jesus, I give you everyone and everything. Father, today I thank you, God, for what you are doing in our hearts. I pray, God, as we begin this series, God, we tackle offense and the bait that the enemy is using to try to destroy us. God, open our hearts. Father, I pray for those that are here today that, God, have never received you into their heart. May they make the decision today to receive you. God, right there at their seat, receive you, invite you into their heart to say, God, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Father, I pray for healing over every person in this place, God, that has been so hurt in life. Father, I pray, God, that you would open our eyes to see the bait the enemy has used to destroy us. We thank you for this. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you like the content of this podcast, you're going to love our YouTube channel. Subscribe at youtube.com slash creekwoodchurch for video messages and full services uploaded weekly.